When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tallest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks so much for making your way here, checking out the series in this episode. Uh, please do hit the subscribe button so you can keep up with all the interviews that I put out every week. That's three new interviews every single week, brand new ones every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To keep you up to date on your favorite artists, discover some new ones, know what's happening in the music world at all the usual spots like iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. I'm Kyle Meredith, and today I'm talking with one of my all-time favorite songwriting heroes, Neil Finn. He's back with Crowded House, the first Crowded House album in 11 years. It's called Dreamers Are Waiting. Uh, we're going to be talking about how joining Fleetwood Mac a couple years ago is what resulted in him wanting to revive Crowded House. And the messages that eventually made their way into the songs. That Things like um, grandstanding in the media, uh, great things emerging from chaos, and positivity as a form of rebellion. Just thinking back to the last few years, I'm sure you can make sense of all of that right there. And it's with those ideas in mind that uh, Neil Finn also reflects on uh, so many young artists covering the band's classic Don't Dream It's Over, as well as having uh, younger artists like Tame Impala and Unknown Mortal Orchestra remix their latest single, To the Island. We also talk about his hopes of the current lineup of Fleetwood Mac, making that album something I've also talked with uh, Mick Fleetwood and Mike Campbell about. So let's do this. Discussing the record Dreamers Are Waiting from Crowded House, it's Kyle Meredith with Neil Finn. Hello there, Kyle. A well-positioned Crowded House record on the back of you. Crowded House yeah. and the Seven Worlds Collide, they're oh, autographed yeah. by you, no less. Oh, well, how about that? <laughs> Actually, I just heard from Ed O'Brien this morning on an email, and he was saying that it's, I think it's 20 years since the first... Um, oh, is that right? Oh, something around that, yeah. yeah. He was he was reminiscing in a, in a wistful way about... What a great, what a great week we had! Mad, intense week, but it was great. It's one of my favorite albums, even as a live album, and and it oh, works right. as a greatest hits album on top of that, you know. So it's <laughs> well, it sort of is, yeah. I mean, it's amazing to think what we actually managed to do. We only had three days rehearsal, and everyone went a bit crazy, learning everything. But man, it was intense. It's a great one, and the follow up that happened on that one. I mean, I know, you know, yeah, it's cool stuff. So thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's a pleasure to talk to you. I'm so excited to be saying that there is a brand new Crowded House record, not something that I think I expected to say anytime no. soon. Correct. 
but yeah, we're excited too. We had it probably ready to go um, midway through last year, but in the nature of the strangest year of any of our recent memories um, had it that we decided we wanted to well, at least have the possibility of a bit of touring and, and good activity to accompany it. We're proud of it and we're, we're able to make that time count for something actually. I mean, it's so good hearing what you're doing. And I say this, you know, about every single record that you put out. I feel like I'm a broken record when I'm talking about your music, but I always enjoy. This is no different. I, I should ask, and I didn't even say the album title with the Dreamers Are Waiting. I should ask the obvious question. Why revive the name? What brought it on? Why now? Well, I mean, lots happened in the last few years and some really unexpected um, surprises. Being asked to join Fleetwood Mac was a very, um, yeah, like... <laughs> just totally unexpected and a real delight and gave me an experience of music which I wasn't expecting and filled me full of um, enthusiasm to to be about being in a classic band you know um, I got a chance to kind of come in like a dream sing with Stevie and Christine play with John and make, be reminded of what it is about bands that are always so rare and so special is the combination of strong personalities and the way that that and I realized I have my own experience of that and it's something to it. It was worth attaching myself to both in a romantic way and an inspired way, but it seemed like it needed to have a redefinition or a reinvention at the heart of it. And the, you know, the band I've just been playing with has done that so many times, um, mostly courtesy of mix and sort of relentless drive, but I, it gave me heart, gave me spirit for that kind of experience. And uh, with Mitchell having connected with Mitchell again in recent times, played some gigs with him um, and, you know, marveled at his, the atmospheres and his unique way of looking at music. Having played a lot with Liam and Elroy, my two sons who've now become well-rounded, you know, writers, arrangers, and incredibly good players. Uh, and, you know, Nick is just, uh, Nick is Nick. He's always been a great friend and he's responsible for some of the sound of Crowded House with his uh, very characterful bass playing, but also the look of his artwork. And I can see one of them behind you there, the first Crowded House album. You can spot it from a mile off. That's Nick Seymour. Right there, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it, it felt like, hey, there's all this resource, you know, and to give it a sense of occasion to be Crowded House again suddenly felt really exciting and had great potential. And, um, yeah, we jumped at it. Everyone felt the same way. I, I seeded the idea with Nick first and he, his eyes lit up, as they often do, but, you know, he really thought it was a great idea. And then to go on, first off, to hear what you all have done musically on here, but, but to get into what you're singing about, because I think, Maybe it was an interview, maybe it was a press sheet or something like that, but you talked about the original band mentality and the philosophy, you know, of what Crowded House was meant to be, you know, in, in the early days, in the 80s. How much of that rings true and what exactly is that? Because we're talking about, well, you're reflecting the nature of the world to a certain degree, but, but I feel like that has always kind of been a part of the message that you have uh, sing about in Crowded House songs. Well, I mean, uh, the way that I end up writing lyrics is a very... Um... It may be not an uncommon way, but for me, it's the only way I, I can do it with it. It's a little bit of what's got really going on, a little bit of what I imagine might be going on, um, a few dreams thrown in, some skullduggery to make words join other words and let sentences make some kind of sense. Um, and it's the sound of the words that in themselves carry a kind of a, an alchemy or you know something that makes you feel something. And occasionally that's I'm quite content to allow nonsense to be those kind of lines because some of them feel, they make me feel something. So it's a combination of all sorts. And so there's always a bit of current day going on. And there certainly is on this record. There's things 
like whatever you want. You can't watch um, <clears throat> anxious news broadcasts for a year about um, seemingly impossible uh, grandstanding, um, supporting the supporting of lies, the supporting of people saying outrageous things and then everyone around them going, yeah, it's true, you know, and, I, and if I keep saying yes, enough people might believe it and I'll keep my job. You know, that kind of thing. Yes, man, it just sparked a song, you know, whatever you want. And uh, I don't normally write probably that close to to current events, but that was definitely one. In other cases, there's, there's you know, echoes and shadows of what's going on and impressions, but I let, I let it all be part of the process. You get that with playing with fire uh, a little bit too. I mean, there's that line that stands yeah. out. Let's be quiet. The next generation's talking. It, it, on the surface of it, it's a kind of joyous song, you know, with a big Burt Bacharach swingle singers kind of chorus, uh, which always has a hint of irony attached for me. As beautiful as all those musics are, they have a kind of a, a mad positivity that could possibly be drug induced. And um, <laughs> so it sort of suited the mood of like, well, everything's great, isn't it? Uh, we're all just having a fantastic time, but hang on a minute. Maybe it's not, maybe it's all going to fall in a heap. I wanted that song to sort of represent both sides of the view. Um, I think it ends up in a vaguely positive state, but I think it's an acknowledgement that most of us are sitting around going, God, you know, we, it's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. But in the back of your mind, you're going, look, maybe it's not, maybe this, uh, we're really at a, at a time and, Certainly the next generation, if it wasn't for the fact that they are, a lot of them, the ones that I know, incredibly clever and um, switched on and realistic, I would be quite pessimistic. But that, that, you know, that generation makes me quite optimistic. It, it seems like the, uh, the latest generation, this isn't anything new, by the way, I don't think. But, um, you know, when they look for the songs to speak for the moment, it's it, the cyclical moment that's happening here is, of course, I've heard more covers of younger artists doing Don't Dream It's Over in the past three, four years than I feel like I've heard in my entire lifetime. I don't know. Is that, have you, have you had that sense? It's a song that keeps coming, keeps going. Yeah. Um, I have others. I would hesitate. I would encourage young people to, to check out. That would be really good covers. No, but I'm delighted. Obviously anything that happens in that realm is, a, is one of the mysteries of music and I'm absolutely delighted to have, you know, Miley Cyrus singing Don't Dream It's Over. It's obviously opening it up to a whole new audience. There's probably people who think she wrote it, which is fine with me. I always thought that the ultimate measure of a song's success is that a song might be sung in 50, 100 years' time, um, have the words having been changed, the people no idea who wrote it, and it's just being enjoyed around a fire or something. I, I That feels like some kind of legacy that would be worth having, you know. Uh, it take the ego, take the celebrity out of it. Just let the song remain. It, it's funny that you said that in a way that you have other songs. Um, we had a weird little moment here in my house uh, two nights ago. Um, my wife had a musical dream, you know, mm -hmm. and um, and she woke up and she said, "I had a dream that Dave Matthews was singing mm -hmm. Weather with You,' uh, right. you know, crowded house." And uh, no. and I said, "Oh, did you know I'm talking with Neil Flynn two days?" And she goes, oh, "No, <laughs> it's, I hadn't even wow. told her that." I was like, "That's." That well, cover hasn't happened to my knowledge, but anyway, we'll put that out in the world. So, well, it wouldn't seem it wouldn't seem totally surprising, but but uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, that'll be a bit spooky if it does happen, though. You, she'll be prescient, and you'll have to give her um, a lot more credit 
Just manifesting. That's what we're doing. Putting it out yeah, in the world. Manifesting. Yeah. yeah. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. But getting back to what you were saying, though, about the positivity, because even on some other songs, um, Start of Something and Deeper Down or two I, I wrote, it's almost like positively, positivity uh, as a form of rebellion, if that makes sense. Like in yeah. the face of everything that, you know, that we're all, that we've all seen, not in the past year, just the past yeah. year, but in the past four years and past 10 years, this seems like positivity comes as, as almost as rebellion at this point. Well, I think that's a very nice way to put it. I, those, I'm thinking about the lyrics of both of those songs. And I'd say in, in a way that's, there, there is an undercurrent of that in both of those songs. The idea would start of something of, you know, great things emerging from chaos or from destruct, you know, th something being destroyed seeing it as an opportunity um that's a human characteristic that's you know saved our asses a few times i think and deeper down you know the scenario of a of a dead whale on a beach you know stinking and to, to high heaven as i write it in the thing um the idea of searching for beauty beyond that and, get, and uh you know looking for a deeper kind of love out of uh I, yeah, they're both I, what you you know what you just described. I think summarizes them quite well. Yeah, positivity as yeah. a rebellion. I like it. I wrote down on deeper down. I mean, the melody, by the way, on that. Uh, I think it's on that song. Almost McCartney esque, a little bit. I don't know no, if no. he wrote had anything in mind. Yeah, Paul's pretty good. Um, I yeah, I didn't really. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm always happy with anybody's um, comparisons. Well, generally happy unless they. The, you know, comparing me to somebody obnoxious, but um, uh, yeah, I don't mind, and I don't get them all the time. I don't, I'm not aware of them uh, most of the time. There's a few few songs I go, oh, maybe there's a hint of um, Paul in there, but I wouldn't let it not exist um, unless it's overt and I'm going to get sued. <laughs> well, like you know, you mentioned, of course, coming off the Fleetwood Mac tour, and and another song that you uh, talked about earlier in the interview with whatever you want, like that was one of the ones I wondered as you talked about seeing the big choruses every single night on a tour like that, if that song really comes from one of those moments right there, because I think that's got one of the bigger, brighter choruses, at least in my ears on the record. Yeah. Well, it's, it's me up at the top of my range singing in a, in a really extrovert manner. And in some, to some degree, that's what my job was in Fleetwood Mac was to sing Lindsay's parts and he sings high and I had to really go for it. So, um, I was conscious I wanted a few songs on the new record where I would be able to be up in that range, really belting it out. Um, uh, but, you know, so it, some of what you say is true. I don't know if the song itself was relatable to <laughs> um, musically to any Fleetwood Mac moment, but some of the spirit and energy um, has come from that. Sorry if I'm asking well-worn uh, road here, but uh -huh. are you still juggling your career? I mean, is Fleetwood Mac still like I talked 
to Mike and I've talked to Mick and I know both of them said they would love to have uh, original music out of this lineup. Is that, I mean, is Fleetwood Mac still part of your world at this moment? Uh, well, it, it is, although it seems like a dream in a way, because I'm so deep inside this now. Um, it, it Sometimes I hear one of their songs on the radio and I go, oh, that's right. I'm in that band. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it seems, seems unlikely, implausible, um, but, but it's um, fantastic. And I, yeah, I'm, it's, things go quiet for long periods, you know, like, and I think it always did with that band. Anyway, mm-hmm. there was a great will to do a few more things. I would think it would have been amazing and it would still be amazing to do something in the studio with the band. And it was would have and more than capable of doing something fantastic, but getting everybody to um, that point is that is the trick. Yeah. And I'd leave that for greater minds like Mick to, to organize at least we did get the uh, the find your way back home song because I mean there yeah. you have at least that's sort of the Fleetwood Mac. I mean we're missing a few members, but uh, you're in the right direction. It, it didn't. It had um it had three out of three out of five um in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was really good to be able to do. You know, and ideally we would have all done it together. It might have been even been even better, but we did it in pieces. Uh, and I'm so I was so delighted and honored to have Stevie sing along. Yeah, and it yeah. went to a really good cause and it's raised a lot of money. And, and you guys sound great together on that. I mean, no, Thanks. You know, yeah, no I'm, surprise there. I think that was the whole thing standing in rehearsal in Hawaii when this idea came up is actually we sounded good singing together. So that was the clincher. Uh, while we're speaking of other people too, uh, I'll point out the, uh, so the single of this record with uh, Dreamers Awaiting uh, to the Island. I mean, what a cool groove on that. But you've you've also outsourced this song for some uh, really interesting remixes too. Tame Impala and Unknown Moral Orchestra. Uh, what about that song said, oh, this is going to be good in the remix world? Uh, I'm not even sure. I can't remember now exactly the thought process. I think we had a bit of time up our sleeves. It was, um, and you start musing about what might be possible. And the, the song, given that it had that stomp, stompy groove, uh, which is not necessarily part of modern record making that much, um, but we and it had a kind of a whimsical fantasy aspect to it that we just thought might appeal and we know kevin a little bit and we know uh, ruben a bit and just threw it out their way and said hey do you want to dismantle this song and put it back together in some really mad way and they both responded to the song i think they 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 enjoyed the song and uh, god we were so happy with what they sent we just thought they did a great job both of them as a songwriter i mean this harkens back to what you were talking about with you know covers but, but to, to have a song kind of go out and come back like that, I mean, that's got to be such an interesting way to hear something that you created in maybe in such an isolated moment. Yeah. Well, it just always brings to light something about the song that you hadn't noticed. And, um, and I love it when people take liberties. You know, it's great. I, I don't like being precious about it. And what I said before about my greatest compliment for a song would be as if it was um, being sung by somebody in 50 years time and then they they had got the words all wrong and they changed a few of the chords and but the song was still there intact doing its job I kind of think that you're hastening that process by letting people take it apart right now you know right let the melody live right absolutely well um you have the interesting um benefit I don't know if that's the right word of being one of the first artists in the world who's been able to tour yeah. <laughs> in the past year. I, I will ask, did you notice anything different? Because as everyone talks about, oh, you know, can't wait to get back. You know, I miss it so much. 
getting back out there, was there a noticeable difference to it at all? Well, it was enormously familiar, obviously. And once we we're on the middle of a show, you kind of, you're just stepping straight into an old coat, you know, but what was different initially getting on stage was that we all had a sort of a sort of a silly grin on our face and we were going, this is ha actually happening now. And you can't quite believe it. And I, you see that look on the audience's face for a few songs as well as like, you know, like they don't, they've kind of forgotten a little bit about what it, what it is. And, mm -hmm. and then they loosen up as the next few songs emerge. And then by, you know, half through the set, everyone's going absolutely nuts again. But there was this, definitely this feeling in the first few songs it, with big wide smiles and look, people looking at each other and looking around and like, yeah, uh, a, a lovely, joyous unfamiliarity again. Yeah. I, I did one show around here. It was a regional artist and and I, I showed up and it was outside. And at mm. first I thought for a moment, it was just like nothing had ever happened. You know, it was like, yeah. there's the song, everybody claps at the end, we're doing our thing. And it wasn't until one of the tracks the songs where, where everyone started singing along. Yeah. And just out of nowhere, just the tears welled up. And it's the first moment I realized, you know, what yeah. we hadn't had. And that that's everything. Well, strangely, we had a moment in the first Auckland show where um people had been they were having a great time but they were still sitting down it was you know in a way slightly surprising we'd done all these really up-tempo songs and they'd been going down a storm but the front anyway we're still sitting down we're going oh i'm not one of those people that's going to go come on get up and dance people but then we then we did four seasons in one day which is one of the most mellow songs in the set and everybody stood up got up on their feet and sang it it was like they needed rather than a dancing moment they were looking for a a, a moment to all be together singing something and it was actually quite magical and they sang it like with the top of their voices and in three-part harmonies and and all stood up yeah it was kind of most unexpected but from there on it was you know rocked the house with four seasons in one day full on full on uh i can't wait to uh, hopefully to hopefully hear these songs live on uh, oh yeah you will we'll be there as soon as we can um, yeah we're, we're coming yeah i look forward to it as i do everything that you put out and your family i mean i, I keep up with liam i did i just see that uh that uh that Elroy had put out a, something too he's got something new. Elroy's just put out i mean it's something he's had for a little while and it's getting a proper release now um uh at least uh in america and the, the vinyl of his record that's going to be available i would say is one of the greatest sounding vinyl <laughs> records i've ever heard because he really went and deep into the minutiae of how to get the best results so hey people bear bear witness to it if you listen and it's a great record full of fantastic tunes but boy it's a good sounding vinyl grab the vinyl absolutely i'll be doing yeah. that i'll be doing that elroy yeah it's really good music too i'm really proud of it proud of him for making it well again i love what you you all do together uh this new crowd of house record is no exception neil thank you so much for continuing this Thanks, dream bro. that we've all been all on. right uh, so thank appreciate you, it all right take care we'll see you around Bye. See ya. My thanks to Neil Finn. Again, the new Crowded House record is called Dreamers Are Waiting. Thanks to you for checking out this episode and the series. Uh, hit that subscribe button. So again, uh, new interviews you will receive every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. After that, head over to WFPK.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. 
It's an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, including Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all three of them at Kyle Meredith. I do hope you like and follow along, and uh, make sure to say hi when you do. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.